I, I mean, I think everything you can do that helps, you know, sure. uh, I've been doing grounding a lot lately. Have I've you? been getting into grounding. I had a, I had a miracle healing situation happen to me last month. Well, um, really tell us about it. Well, let me do a little break here. Uh, then you can tell us about it. Okay. Let me do a break. Yeah. Do your commercials and we can talk about it when we come back. Cool. We will love that kind of stuff. That's fun. Well, thank you so much for um, your amazing support for our fundraising drive. It was crazy. Really. I love you all so much. Thank you. Yeah, we got ourselves into a jam with money, and I just wasn't paying attention as much as I should have. And so you are my family. My, my physical family is don't live around here. And I did borrow some money from my bro, paying him back on a monthly basis a couple months ago when we started to have issues. But anyway, uh, you know the story. Thank you so much. So we're going to figure something out, and this gives us a little cushion. There's a lot of moving parts to doing what we need to do, but we just got to figure out how to, uh, how to support ourselves. And I'd sure like to get it so it's just value for value, and if you like what we're doing, we can bring in enough donations on a regular basis to pay for it, but I haven't quite uh, raised my consciousness to a level to uh, uh, create that yet for some reason. I'm working on that. Um, this is a way that we do promote ourselves. We do make a living, and this is uh, one of the, uh, the all-time good guys. He'll be here tomorrow. It is Fred Deshevsky, and is the real world of money. That's the name of the show. And Fred buys and sells gold coins for a living. These are numismatic coins. Uh, Steve was talking about real money. There is no real money. The only real money is gold and silver. I think it's Article 1, Section, it's the first article. Article 1, Section 10, let no state make anything but gold and silver a payment of debt. So if you, as Steve mentioned, if you pay, anyway, I won't get into it now, but gold and silver coins are very, interesting ways to invest, to hedge against inflation, which as the system, you know, they're not going to lower the debt, they're going to keep uh, creating more of these dollars. So we know that prices are going to continue to go up. But you can buy gold and silver coins and that will help you to hedge against inflation. Make sense? You can call them 800-878-2646. 800 878 2646 is a good guy and he's not going to try to sell you some stuff that you don't want stuff that you don't want Fred Deshevsky and 800-878-2646 one of our, our longtime product uh, producers is Daniel Vitalis he's a very interesting fellow and um, good man and he has some products some of the and this one is on sale right now. And if you want to, if you want to increase things south of the border, in the land of love and huggy bear and kissy face and libido, pine pollen is probably one of the all-time most natural forces and um, inputs of testosterone. Natural from pollen from the trees, and you can get this at fifteen percent off. Use promo code. Restore, and here's Daniel talking about it. The first supplement I like to take in the morning, right after I wake up, is pine pollen pure potency, or P4. 
This is Survival's flagship testosterone and androgen support formula. It's made with the pollen of pine trees, which is rich in testosterone, androstenedione, DHEA, and a bunch of plant sterols. These are all substances, phytochemicals, that support the body's natural androgens, or male hormones. Of course, men and women are using this product, but usually it's men in andropause. Men after age 40 whose testosterone production has started to decline. Many of Survival supplements can be taken any time of day, but Pine Pollen Pure Potency, it's important that you take at very specific times of the day. Now, once, twice, or three times, depending on how much you want to supplement yourself with the phytoandrogens found in it. But the key is taking it at morning, right upon waking, midday or noon, and then again right before bed. So once, twice, or three times a day, but always at those times. And that's because that's when your body's naturally producing its own testosterone. And all we wanna do is amplify that sine wave. We don't wanna to start to take testosterone at a time where our body's purged it from the bloodstream. Instead, we wanna take it at a time where those levels are already spiking and we're just subtly helping to increase them. This product tastes fantastic. I think of it like an orange creamsicle. And that's because in addition to that subtle pine flavor, there's a little bit of orange peel, Tahitian vanilla bean, cloves, and then a little bit of maple syrup just to give it this nice kind of sweet orange flavor. So it's really delicious and easy to take. So if you're looking to increase your testosterone or androgen levels and you want an alternative to pharmaceutical testosterone replacement therapies, there's nothing that does it better than pine pollen, pure potency. I've known uh, several guys and several girls who have done the BBs in your butt where you get the testosterone, you know. They've got these low T centers around everywhere. It's hilarious. You can go in there. I've seen, I heard them on the radio. And you go in there and they'll say, okay, let's test your testosterone and give you a little test, prick your finger. And of course, it's always low. You know, it's always low. And then they give you these little BBs in your butt or somewhere. And you feel like uh, King Kong for about four or five days. And then it's just terrible. Uh, you know, it just gives you a shot, you know, it's just like, you don't want to do that. So this is a great way to do it. So if you want to, like Steve, and he's about to meet the next love of his life, and he's going to be wanting to make babies. So, you know, you got to have some, <laughs> you're going to make more babies, I'm done. Steve? I've already, Are you... I've already got my children. You, you, <laughs> I don't not... want any more babies. You're not going to do um, any more? Yeah, just, I want, yeah, that's a, uh... There's, there is a lot of estrogen in the animal feed that our, that oh, our yeah. meat is eating and in your plastic bottles and in, you know, the packaging and your stuff. So there, there, there is a need for testosterone. I also wanted to say too, it's great. Your fundraiser went well. Um, oh, thanks. Yeah. To, to people listening, you know, one of the things that grownups do, if we want to change the world, if you don't want to be bombarded with all the crap from CNN and BBC and all this nonstop propaganda, you have to take it under your power to finance the things you want to see in here. You know, they used to have the old telethons, remember, and the, yeah. I haven't had a TV in 10 years, but the Jerry Lewis telethon. I remember, you know? yeah, yeah. And I remember. remember you'd call in and make a donation. So, it, you know, you're willing to go to Starbucks and poison yourself and make yourself hyperaptive and have a crash for $10. And a <laughs> lot of people forget to donate because they think, oh, well, it's just $10, but it, it means a lot to keep your, you've got to support your local businesses, your local radio, your local, um, you know, YouTube channels. If you like channels like ours or whatever, it, it's value for money. He, Patrick does this day in and day out. And 
if you want to continue that kind of stuff, you have to be an adult and finance what you want. You, you, you don't get what you want unless you take a, a partnership in it. Hmm. So, you know, if, if you haven't donated, I, I'm just saying, like, it, if it's 10 bucks, skip a coffee one day and, and help a brother out, you know, it's <laughs> giving oh, you good information. If you don't like the information, you probably wouldn't be watching this show anyway. <laughs> probably, not, probably not. Steve Falconer is with us. Steve's a filmmaker and a, a, a musician. And I, I catch your little post on, on Facebook. Uh, uh, Steve is also Space Busters, where you'll find him on BitChute and Odyssey. So the the music thing is really important to you, right? Uh, you really like it, don't you? The whole music thing. Yeah, that was sort of my dream when I was younger. I'm a, I've been a music teacher at two sister schools for, I think, thir- it's my 13th year doing that. Huh. And I've been a touring, uh, you know, singer and guitar player and uh, pub entertainer um, in big Irish pubs all around Scandinavia for... <laughs> I don't know, 20 some years or something. I used to do albums and have my own band, like, you know, our own stuff. Wow. But uh, yeah, that was always kind of my dream. And my dad told me that um, because I used to work for the medical insurance, you know, I was, I was pretty miserable. And uh, my dad said like, hey man, if I gave you a million dollars right now and you could do whatever you want, didn't have to work, what would you do? And I said, well, I'd quit my job and go play music, you know? And he said, then go do it. He said the money will come. I didn't. I didn't know back then that a million dollars is still monopoly money, and he would have given me a million in debt. <laughs> <laughs> but the point was, yeah, I, I did it. I quit. I gave it all up. I made the leap and went and did what I loved. And you know, I I wouldn't give back the last twenty five years of my life for anything. You know, I, I almost don't mind reincarnating. My life's been so wonderful. I don't mind this place. <laughs> I wouldn't mind another ride. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that was my passion. But I've always been also writing and researching and filmmaking for the last many years now. So, But, yeah, I was going to tell you about what happened to me. Um, yeah, I want to so know. I've been, getting, I've been getting into grounding. And you can go look up. There's, It's quite popular now. I think Sam Bailey just did an interview with a guy on grounding. Um, there's videos you can go on. You can see, like, the guy's standing in his shoes out in the grass. And he puts the voltage meter down on the grass and holds it and there's no voltage then he steps barefoot on the ground and it pops up to 700 volts in his body plus so what happened to me last year i was at a golf tournament it was a little like it started raining a little and i came off a steep tee box and i slipped in the grass and fell on my left side and i hurt my shoulder really bad and uh i couldn't lift my arm up further than this without taking my right arm and doing this and i couldn't rotate it back or wow. anything i couldn't sleep on it and i couldn't i had to stop bartending because i couldn't even reach up to pull pints or anything like that and i couldn't lift heavy kegs um but i couldn't have i couldn't get a surgery because i had i would have to stop playing guitar and singing i, I didn't have the cash to do that so i, I needed to, to keep going so anyway uh, I was out at our farm last month and I just decided to go barefoot for four days whenever we weren't doing construction, you know, when I was in the garden or the yard. And we also have an electroculture garden. So it's copper wired mm-hmm. to the hill and all the poles and the thing. Um, and weirdly, I didn't really notice, but by the fourth day, I woke up and I could fly my arm Is around. Right? It was totally strong. That's great. No pain. Like if I go way back, there's a little bit of agitation, but not anything. Mm-hmm. And I can't explain how that happened. I can only say I, it has to have been grounding, walking around barefoot for four days in the grass, getting electrified because we are electric we are beings electric on a beings. physical level. Um, hmm. So what I've been doing every day is I go out like a, 
I'll go have my morning coffee or, you know, if I'm having a juice or whatever, I go out in my back garden in my apartment, take my shoes off and just spend 20 minutes in the grass. And I also touch the tree out there. I'm a tree hugger now. Attaboy. Um, trees are giving off tons of oxygen. So I get up close and deep breathe through my nose right next to the tree and take in its oxygen. And, uh, and I mean, it, it's incredible, you know, sometimes even if you're feeling a little low or down or just a little low on energy, you'd be shocked at what 20 minutes of barefoot in the grass will yeah, do to your energy levels. Great. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I hear you, there's huge oak trees around here and you can literally go hug these babies and they're living beings, right? So they got a lot of mojo. They've been in the ground for a hundred years. Why not go hug them? And That's you, right. Well, why not hug them? <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's right yeah you know and they're they're giving off all the oxygen they're taking in all the co2 mm -hmm. um you know some guy proved that i saw a guy in australia he said look here's how much co2 co2 is not bad anyway but he said even by your own dumb model here's how many people there are in australia here's how much co2 they give off and here's how many trees there are in australia and here's how much co2 they take in they not only take in enough for the whole people of australia and the cows they take in enough co2 for the people of 15 other countries and their cows wow. <laughs> so that's all debunked there's no problem even if co2 were a problem there's enough trees to take care of it so it's just another lie to bring in a that's 10 to 21 2030 and my experience is the more co2 we retain in our body with not over breathing the healthier we are and uh, you can actually yeah. get suits now and then and, and get a co2 thing and pump it into your body you, you're through your skin. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Ray Pete talked yeah. about Dr. Ray Pete talked about that. And greenhouse, you know, people who have greenhouses and greenhouse farmers, they pump CO2 into the greenhouse on oh, do purpose. They? So the plants grow faster, bigger, and quicker, and they get more crop rotation per year oh, in the greenhouse. Right. So how, how is that a problem? I didn't, I didn't know that. That's life. Yeah. You know, we're carbon-based people. You don't get rid of the carbon. That there. means you're killing all life on the planet. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know who the crazies are behind all this because the the theme of today's show is the loonies. What yeah. are they up to? Yeah. But I, you know, I'm starting to think like these little underground gray aliens. Maybe they are making hybrids of people in them, and they want to come up top to the surface, Whoa. and they don't like the CO2. Can't imagine humans would want to kill everyone, including themselves, by getting rid of the CO2. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? So you're like, are these lunatics human or what? Well, it, it, or something else going on? Didn't David Icke used to talk about that, that idea that there were lizards and, you know, and just really lizard people, David Icke? Yeah, I don't personally buy into the lizard people thing myself, but uh, Dr. David M. Jacobs, uh, he was the guy who was putting all these uh, people who claim to be alien abductees under hypnotism. Huh. Um, now, he was a little different than Bud Hopkins because Bud Hopkins from Harvard, he was asking leading questions when he hypnotized people. So he was kind of planting wow. ideas. And he also, you know, there's pop culture. We've all seen, you know, all these alien abduction movies. Um, but David M. Jacobs was very careful. He was a scientist and very careful not to lead questions. And then anything that everyone didn't agree on, he threw out because there were always some differences. And er anything that could have come from pop culture, he threw out. But when mm. they kept saying stuff that wasn't in all these movies and that they all kept saying was happening, he came to the conclusion that they're now the great, they're, they're not out in space and they're not extra dimensional or whatever. The, the ancients used to call them fairies and they lived underground in the fairy den. And th there's been many names for these people. Um, 
the Hopis called them the ant people who live with spider grandmother underneath us, you know, and, the, and the, they call them the little gray devils in Arizona. Really? They don't go, they, they won't go near Superstition Mountain because 20 hikers disappear a year there and they think the little devils take them. <laughs> so the grays, you know, and you do always see UFOs either coming out of the water or out of a mountain's top or the side of a mountain. They, they never come out of the sky. They don't come flying down from space. They could be underneath. So I'm, I, yeah, and all these abductees in David M. Jacobs' books, and they're really good books. I think one's called The Threat and the other one's called uh, Secret Life, I think. They all say that these things are abducting them, doing like genetic stuff and looking to make hybrids of them and us so that they can be here. Oh. Now, nice. I, don't, I don't think they're in space. If they're, I do think they're probably real. There's so much UFO phenomenon and alien phenomenon that I find it hard to believe these people are all making it up. So I'm wondering, are these little gray bastards underneath us <laughs> trying to breed with us to come up here? And is that who would be crazy enough to not want CO2 up here? Or they could have chemtrailed the place. Could have taken metal. over all of these loonies that are in power. Could have taken them over. And, yeah, and spraying yeah. spraying us with strontium, barium, aluminum. Like, what sane human would be spraying the whole environment with that? Now, I know Monsanto made a special GMO seed that's aluminum resistant. Oh, isn't that a coincidence? <laughs> isn't that a <laughs> We're going to have the only crops that grow in aluminum poisoning. <laughs> but I do kind of wonder, like, is there something to David M. Jacobs' work in these, these abductees? Are they telling the truth? And is that what's going on? You know, is there some kind of out of the normal perception thing going on that we're not actually paying attention to that we maybe ought to look into deeper space busters guy steve falconer is with us this morning we're live on uh tuesday would be the first of aug uh 2023 if you'd like to join the show you can call or send us an email patrick at one radio network.com and the same vein this is from roth rothy or something like that r-o-t-h-i-e uh, I was thinking that there could be space people, UFOs, it's in the news more and more, could be on the other side of the ice wall down in Antarctica. Have been any research into that? Thanks. Hmm. Well, that would, I mean, that yeah, that's a good point too. And there are theories. I mean, extraterrestrial means extra, extra land. land. Yeah. Terrest ter terrestrial means land. It doesn't mean space. So extraterrestrial, Yeah. So if there is truth to that uh, idea that there are more more lands outside of the ice wall, which they very well could be, they could be coming from there, yeah, definitely. Didn't What's-His-Face, this uh, uh, colonel or commander in 65, uh, there's an interview out there. I think it was, um, you know who I mean? He, uh, he went down there in Antarctica and saw, he went across the ice wall and he said there was land over there. Do you know who I mean? Admiral, yeah, that was Admiral Byrd. Admiral Byrd, yeah. I mean, he right. He said yeah. he saw it, and he was actually. Now, the other thing is, though, we we do need to know that there is pl Project Blue Beam on the agenda. That when we're yeah. speaking of what are the loonies up to Tell next? Tell folks what that is. They are they are working on a fake alien invasion scenario, and I've just seen some videos in Dubai. Now you, you didn't see them in the sky, but they had these whales. Uh, like floating through the sky, these blue whales. Yeah. And they, they used blue whales too, like Project Bluebeam. Now, if you were there looking at it, you didn't see it. But if you put your phone up in the air, your phone recorded these whales coming across the sky. And they have hologram. And I read, a, uh, I have a document on my Facebook that I put down. Um, 
It's a guy who's uh, he's he's like the head of the holography. He's like a, 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 a holographic engineer. And he says in this document, you need strontium, barium, and aluminum is what you need to do to make a holographic screen ah, in the sky. At the chemtrail. And that's the three metals. Yeah. yeah, that's the three metals in, in geoengineering. Hmm. Chemtrails, if you're not afraid of that word, or geoengineering, if you like the diet woke version. So they are probably going to try this on. Like they're gonna, And you can see in the news, there have been quite a lot of, I think the U.S. Congress was just talking yeah. about aliens, yeah. weren't they? Well, With, they, uh, they did a whole thing where they brought this guy out and he said right on in Congress that they have found uh, other than earthly people. And he, and he said he, he admitted it right there in congressional hearing. They found it. But that, right. Oh, and he was like a whistleblower. Yeah, there's, there's been a few. I've seen four or five little, there are <laughs> little ones planted here and there. And they've been in our movies forever, you know, yeah, Independence sure. Day. How many alien invasion <laughs> movies are there, you know? Um, so they've been setting up the mind control needed to get this yes. done. They, they've definitely been doing the social engineering. Um, and all they need to do is make you see it in the sky. And then they can shoot whatever they want, directed energy weapons, missiles, bombs on the cities and say, oh, they're... They're blowing up our cities, you know, and you wouldn't have a damn clue. You How would you know? Yeah, you wouldn't know. So this this holographic technology, blue beam, uh, that which needs these um, different elements in the in the jets that they spray, it actually mm. it actually puts some an image in this guy that looks exactly like they want it to look, just like if you're looking on a screen, right? It's the the metals set the sky up to be the screen. And then how they do the hologram, I don't I don't actually understand how they do the hologram technology on the okay. screen, but that's what they need to make the screen to do that is what they've been spraying up there I for see. 20 see. years, I think. Yeah. So we need to be aware of that. If you, if you see aliens turn up, blowing up cities, it's not aliens. <laughs> it's you, the lunatics. <laughs> you, you know, George Orwell, man, would have a field day with that one, wouldn't he? Holy cow. Remember him? Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, like, remember Doc, uh, Dr. Carol Rosen? Remember her? She was Werner Von Braun's uh, personal, uh, I don't know, assistant or whatever. And she said, he said to her on his deathbed that the final card was going to be the alien card. He said, ah. he, he told her what were going to be the setups. And remember Ronald Reagan? He did his speech. I wonder... Uh, if yeah. we were invaded by an alien force, if we'd put aside our differences yes, and yes. come together, you know, like I remember that yeah. he's given New World Order speech saying well, aliens would do it. Huh. So you, you know, when you're paying attention to stuff like that, you're like, all right, all what are you lunatics right. up to? You know, are you yeah. going to get us with this one? I mentioned I, I used the term I misspoke, not Orwell. Who was the fellow years ago that did the alien invasion on the radio and everybody believed him? You know who I mean. Uh, that's Ors, Orson, Orson Wells. Wells. I said Orwell. Orson Wells. Could you imagine what they could do if you could see him and then you blow up a city? Holy cow, you could get people to do anything, right? Anything. I mean, that's a great point, Patrick, because wow. he did. Like, people yeah. were pan When he did that radio broadcast, people literally were running out of their house screaming and packing and jumping in their cars and, like, all oh, they were causing yeah. traffic accidents and lighting fires. That was just a radio just show. Just a radio show. You know? Imagine seeing so, flying yeah. saucers and seeing the cities being blown up. Holy cow. 
I mean, I hadn't even thought about that. Speaking of, you know, predictive programming, right. there you go. Sure. That was set up. I, I forgot all about that. Yeah, yeah, that was set up back then. And they know that proved the psychology work. They know that if they, they did it then and people freaked out, which means they know it'll it'd be even more convincing with, you know, with the, with the, with them in the sky. Yeah. How they do that, I don't understand the technology, but you've seen these videos where mm-hmm. people are at these shows and like a killer whale yeah. jumps out of the floor Crazy. and, psh, you know, uh, it's pretty, it's good. It's yeah. not awesome technology yet, but it's good. So I, I don't think they're far, and that's what the public sees. So who knows if they have a better technology, they don't show us, you know. that. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? They got the good stuff. They got the good stuff on the shelf. Waiting. Well, because they have to make sure it doesn't short out. But actually, that even works, too, because mm-hmm. all these UFO sightings, people go, it was there, and then it just disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> That's the story, right? Exactly, right. So even if your hologram you know, gets dodgy and bugs out on accident, they'll just say it disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> it's interdimensional aliens, and they can go interdimensional. And <laughs> Somebody sent me a video of a beautiful woman, and, and uh, she's making like $10 million dollars a month or something, you know, on this, you know that thing where they pay girls to do stuff? Do you know what I mean? Uh, go pay me or pay me or, you know what I'm talking about? There's some... Uh, like they make, like she's on the, a web girl, like they, they tell her what to do and she does shit on film for No, her. Uh, like, in other words, isn't there some kind of a web service where these hot chicks, they go on and people pay to watch them do stuff? There's, yeah, 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 yeah like a web girl, a cam, a cam live cam no, no, girl. But whatever, the, yeah. No, but... Yeah, but so this girl doesn't even exist, this AI girl, and you can't, she doesn't <laughs> right. even exist, and she's making $10 million a month. It doesn't exist. Wow. Crazy. I mean, you so cannot who, tell she's someone's, not. Yeah, who owns that? Then someone's knows? getting minted. Oh, man. Who, and you can't tell she's not a real chick. You just can't tell, man. Yeah, the AI is getting pretty good. Pretty you, weird. You no, know, you have to have a really trained eye. You, yeah. Now, I, I'm pretty good still at spotting it oh, because yeah. be, I used to be into UFOs and all that crap before all the you know before I started looking into the Earth shape and spaces and even there and all that. But right. um, I did used to very carefully look at these videos, also because we're always debunking NASA, so we're always looking for details like where is this video going to sh- give show their hand? You know, there's always the glitch somewhere so i'm pretty good mm-hmm. at spotting what's not yeah. real and what's fake also yeah. i make films so i know you know when i'm doing special effects it's really hard to do that stuff yeah. but it is with ai it's going to get to the point where we can't tell anymore okay. you know it's even the deep fake technology some of it's really good like yeah. you think that's tom cruise saying that it's not you know it's you'd be damn sure it is we talked so, to a fellow not long ago and uh I can give you some leads on it, but you can actually uh, do paperwork and copyright your voice and your face, your fingerprints and your footprints and your DNA. You can copyright all that. So if anybody uses it, you can take them to court. So, In fact, I believe, I might be wrong here. Somebody fact check me. Okay. I believe that's in the terms of service on TikTok that they have the rights to your voice. Is if you sign right? up for TikTok. Really? I could be wrong. I'd like to know. Maybe maybe if someone okay. listening could write in and say if that's true or not. I would like to know if that's true, but that's what I heard. I wouldn't doubt now, it. Now, that's dangerous. Think about that. Because they can frame you now with AI. They can 
make you literally rock bang, make your voice say, everybody stick it up, give me your money. You know, I don't even want to say it now because I'll have a recording of it. <laughs> <laughs> don't say it. But imagine how bad they <laughs> imagine how bad they can frame you once this technology gets there, where you look and sound like a deep fake. They they can ruin anybody. Ruin oh, ruin you. Well, wouldn't this be then kind of a ammunition to consider the possibility that you alluded to or first off steve falconer that that this whole thing could just implode because it's going to get so bonkers that people won't believe anything i mean just anything i don't believe anything you know what i mean <laughs> yeah that's a good point because that's where we need to be you yeah. shouldn't believe anything because you're not going to be able to soon yeah. you know so it de definitely yeah i mean i'm of my suspicion that half the shit we're seeing in, in the government stuff you know on t i'm not even sure all that's real mm -hmm. i don't know if that's really joe biden standing there or not i couldn't I tell you unless i was standing next to the podium yeah. yeah i have no idea did you see that weird one um what's his name um mitch mitch mcconnell know. is it mitch McConnell? he just went brain did dead yeah I saw did it. you see where he just froze the other day just Yes. Froze mid speech. Yeah. Like Did you see that? And 20 you see seconds. the girl next to him with the hand device? No, what'd she do? So he's in the middle of the speech. speech. He's like, duh, duh, duh. and then he just freezes like that. But then someone zoomed out right next to him at the podium. Someone, some woman in a green dress, I don't know who it is, puts her hand up with something in it and clicks a button. And that's exactly when he freezes. Really? Like, it's like she turned them off, like with MK Ultra or so. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but like it could be a coincidence. But that's just weird. Like who's talking and all that? You know that you just that doesn't happen. And at right at the exact second he shut up, there's a hand next to the podium, like clicking this device. So is it's like do they have that stuff now too? You know, can they? Is it gotten to that point where they can electrically shut your damn brain off mid-sentence? That's pretty crazy, if so. Well, I tell you what, Stephen, we are, we are in for it. Just to, Well, we I think actually an, another good thing is it's going to be a lesson, like you said, once we don't believe anything anymore, we're going to have to get offline and stop living on computers and yes. go back to like what we're doing. Get yeah. a farm, talk to your damn neighbors, you know, have them over for pie, <laughs> play a board game, grab your guitar, sing some songs. You know, I, I think it's going to have to go back to that because like you're saying, the digital world, for anyone who's going to be in that matrix, it's just going to be it's lunacy. That's nuts. You know, I want to do, as you know, I've mentioned, I want to, I'm writing screenplays and producing. I want to produce films. I want to go back and just do film, too. I don't even want to do tape. Yeah. I want to go back to film, man. I've always liked the way film looks, you know, the old films. Yeah. yeah. And at least the movie, you know, it's fiction. Yeah. You know, so, or a documentary even, you know, like, okay, cool. So, but it's, yeah, it's the other stuff, like believing talking heads or even like AI could right now do this show and make it look like you and I, it could do our show right now yeah. and make us say whatever the hell it wanted us to say. And it would look legit. And nobody know? would know. Nobody would have a clue. You know, the AI, AI thing some is. some of those songs. Yeah. Did you hear they did a, someone made AI write a new Oasis album. No. Did you hear any of no, that stuff? I did not. No. It's it sounds like some of it's better than Oasis. No. <laughs> it's like pretty good. And you know, the AI is Liam Gallagher. And I, I think the band played the songs and then it had AI be the the singer, Liam Gallagher, you know. Yeah. 
and like it you, you just wouldn't know it's not an oasis album like some of the songs are great in the, in the same so genre it's kind of crazy what's going on in the same genre going into a you know i was talking about doing film uh i know some musicians there's a lot of folks musicians that are going back to doing um, um analog recordings you know just tape because there's a big difference between digital as you know a musician huge and uh it's becoming really yeah, popular. analog sounds much better. There's yeah. also, like, around me, I don't know how it is in Texas, uh, we have a ton of vinyl record shops have popped up in my neighborhood. Is about, that right? I don't know, four of them or so. Like, yeah. people are buying vinyl again and listening to vinyl. And that's another one. You've been talking about how bad the LED lights are for you. Well, the compressed music, compression in music for people who don't understand, it takes the loudest thing and turns it down to the middle and takes the quietest thing and brings it up. So there's never any peaks anymore. There's not a quiet part and a loud part. It's yeah. all just one sausage of noise and it never gives your ear a break. And it's as bad for you listening to modern music, comp over compressed music, as it is looking at these LED lights. Is that right? It's equally. Whoa. Yeah, it's, it's as bad. So I think that. That's why a lot of people are going back to analog and going back to record players and also some of the bands are getting back into dynamics and that i just saw roger waters redid the dark side of the moon the whole thing he re-recorded the whole dark side in, of the moon the way analog? he wants it yeah in analog yeah but i mean like that was a masterpiece oh. i can't i think he's crazy like why would you mess with a with one of the greatest records ever made yeah, yeah. <laughs> because he wants it his way but yeah so I, I i think there's a movement the point is analog recording is the old school or organic way to make music it's not computers and it's not all this shit and digital so the point is yeah whatever the lunatics are doing we need to start going back toward a more organic life what's possible i'm not saying we all have to be walking around barefoot like sure. caveman you know but <laughs> you can have some creature comforts of technology is not bad it just can be used for bad thing you know a hammer is very useful if you're building a house but it can also kill someone if you want to hit them over the head 10 times with it <laughs> so it's not the hammer it's what you use it for and i think the one of the ways out of this is for us to go back as much to organic living as possible within reason yeah and i think that would solve a lot of our own problems without worrying about what the lunatics are doing we just say oh well yeah. you can do that digital stuff we don't want to we don't want so, no thank you peter uh, wants to know speaking of that perfect timing thank you patrick is uh, um about your electro culture that you're doing can steve explain what that's about we've done several shows on it but you're doing it and how's that working using electricity yeah it's going really good like uh our potatoes had already flowered um they were supposed to take 120 days and they already flowered within 60 and they're almost ready to pull so they grew really fast and early i think we're gonna we're gonna pull them next week actually when i'm out there huh. um so i haven't seen under i'm not sure they, they should be bigger but yeah basically all you're doing is you're driving giant copper poles or sticks with copper wire into the ground and and then up into the the ether or the air or atmosphere whatever you want to call it and it starts to magnetize your soil which enriches the sap in your plants so they mm. grow bigger faster stronger the bugs don't like the frequencies you don't need fertilizer don't need pesticide you don't need nitrogen it also draws nitrogen uh in into the into the soil from the air which so it helps enrich so you don't need to be like the dutch farmers so anyone can just go um 
go go you know youtube electroculture there's tons of stuff on yeah. it and uh cultivate elevate is a good website i think his name's matt he's got a great website talking about how to do all this stuff it's very simple it's just copper that's it and it's taking so, uh, taking the energy out of in the fact the ether that that like tesla or the ancients used to do and how they got the tech uh, electricity 500 years ago the same principle it's it is that yeah they're drawing they're drawing etheric energy into the ground so that everything's growing the ground is magnetized and everything's more healthy and fertile in fact uh, i'm growing a carolina reaper plant in my kitchen window but my kitchen window doesn't get that much sun it's in a it's in a weird corner uh, so my my reaper was dying it had turned almost brown and was like fell over and everything so i just took a little copper wire and wound it around like this, just just about that big, stuck it about three inches, and in, right next to the stem. And now she's standing up, she's right? like morning glory. <laughs> okay, she's green, she's green, and standing straight up in the air and, and thick and healthy. So, uh, so that was just putting one little tiny copper wire in a plant in a you know in the windowsill. But in our yard, we've got big ass, we got big big poles, and even our fence has them all over every fence. But we have like. I don't know, 12 fence posts that each have their own electroculture as well. That's so we're, we're magnetizing the ground. And the, the longer it's in there, the, the, the better the ground gets over the years. And the bigger your yield and the faster your vegetables and all that. So uh, it's, it's really good. Like it's, you can still get copper pretty cheap on Amazon. We just salvage it. You know, we pulled out some old pipes that we did. We were pulling out the inside of the upstairs of the farmhouse anyway, and there was just old copper pipes in there. So we're like, yeah, mm -hmm. we just cut them up, you know, stock them in. And every time we go to the the big scrapyard dump to throw out stuff, you know, while we're doing construction, we just go look in the metal bin and see is there any copper laying around, and we grab it. That's cool. Any any copper we can get, you know. Do you uh, do you have uh, animals out milk and stuff out in the farm? We don't yet. Uh, we have a pigeon who moved in. Reg, <laughs> a, pigeon. a tracking pigeon just joined us. <laughs> we don't know why he came to our roof and, uh, and then he wouldn't leave. Man, he's got tags on his legs, so you can see. Like, and he walks around on the ground like he's one of the the gang. Like he's you know he lives there. Even if we're in the kitchen, he'll come over on the he'll like come over on the roof to see what we're up to, and he he like hangs out with us. But we will. We're gonna get chickens uh, right. like the Baileys. Um, yeah, the good news is it turns out the guy two farms down from us is the guy who supplies all the livestock for the whole island we live on. So he's got pigs, cows, oh. goats, sheep, and chicken, you name it. He's got it, and he's our neighbor, so that's great. And you can buy anything you want from him, huh? All the grass-fed meat or whatever. Yeah, well, Ross actually bought a parakeet from him because <laughs> he'd want, he got a third parakeet. Uh, it, it, and it was in the newspaper, and then it just turned out the guy was two doors down, and it, and it, they, so we met him, and it, the guy's like, "Oh yeah, I got all." The guy's got horses even too, uh, and then the parakeets flew, ran, they flew away. <laughs> all the parakeets left, <laughs> but funny enough, as soon as they left, then Reg moved in. You know, the pigeon moved in, so we're like, "All right, cool enough." <laughs> uh, here's some uh, an email from Billy. Can uh, Steve talk about his latest videos and his future videos. Okay, the latest ones. What's the latest thing you've been doing? As you've been spending most of your time though, COVID, right? End of COVID, a lot. Yeah, while I, yeah, while I've been doing that, I'm working with uh, Dr. Mark Bailey. He wrote a dissertation called "A Farewell to Virology," yes. um, and so I've been. It's I'm three months into that because I haven't had so much time to work on it, but. 
Um, I'm making a three-part film series. It'll probably be six hours on all. Wow. Part one's going to probably be about two hours. I'm almost done. I, I got about 20 minutes more film to make on that part one. So that's been eating up all my time, you know, my spare time and doing all these end of COVID talks and all these radio shows and all that. So I, I don't have a lot of spare time. Um, and the last film uh, I made was uh, Biochemistry Debunks Chicken Pox, Freemasonry, and uh, what else was it? Uh, biochemistry debunks religion freemasonry and chicken pox that was the last one i made and then um in between mark's films i think i'm going to make a part two to that one um just going through the biblical stories and what the uh, astrological and esoteric biochemical meanings are in the body they these mm. these parables have a lot more uh, a lot more meanings than just being taken literal so I'm going to go through the the Bible. I think I, I'm probably do New and Old Testament, um, and do one on that. And just I'm not going to go super deep, but I'm going to get into the astrology and the physiology um, for people interested. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. So that'll be great. That's a paper that I've not read all the way through, but just you know, glancing at it. Farewell of Virology with Dr. Mark Bailey. You're going to have a three part guy. And what do you think that'll be released soon? Well, I'm just going to release them as I make them. Okay. So part one's coming out. I've just taken the paper literally and split it into three sections because it's a lot. And it's, if you read this, this is an expert edition paper for, this is for scientists to be reading and stuff. So it's heavy reading. Um, and I'm trying to turn it into a film that's not going to put people to sleep. You know, yeah. you don't want to, oh my God, I'm not just going to go through and read. So I'm trying to make a film with and bring this thing to life where people are like, oh, that's interesting and that looks cool and, and keep their attention. Um, but there is a lot of documents I have to show and stuff in there. So it's it's really hard to make. Every time I get to a new sentence, it's got a reference to a paper and I have to go read that paper and find it doesn't say where in the paper that reference is. It says it's in this paper. So, so uh, you know, while I'm doing this, I'm reading like 50 virology papers. So a lot <laughs> of his arguments in the fair world of virology which, folks, you can find if you just go to Dr. Sam Bailey's website, right? And yeah. you can find Farewell to Virology and download the PDF file. I printed mine out. I made a little book out of it. So I, I got it just hanging around the house to, for casual reading. But there must be so much more to proving that germs don't exist than the, than the isolation thing. I mean, what kind of stuff does he talk about in there? It's like, whoa. Yeah, well, uh, there's quite a lot about it. The, the thing with the, uh, they also have never, well, they never found these particles. They make them in test tubes. They've never found them in nature, but they have done these experiments. Like they've had sick people try to breathe on sick people and they never get sick. They've injected their boogers, their snot up people's nose, eyes, in their blood. They never get sick, coughing on them. They've done these experiments and no one ever gets sick. They've done them with animals. So to me, I don't really care about the isolation and all that because to me it's like, dude, show me someone getting sick. They even tried gain of function and they couldn't get any animals sick either, trying it with gain of function. So it's it's like I don't even care if there were virus particles. Even if they were, they don't make people sick. That's not what's going on, don't. you know. So mm -hmm. yeah. But this paper is really because we're fighting with virologists, well, argue, I don't want to say fighting, we're arguing against virologists and scientists and government institutions. 
that's why isolation is important because that's what they're claiming to do and not doing. Okay. They're claiming they isolate stuff. Their papers say the isolation of SARS-CoV-2. Then you go down to the method and they did no such thing. They didn't even try. <laughs> and they have their own definition of isolation. That's not our definition of isolation. I understand. Ours is take the red blocks out and leave the green blocks. You know, <laughs> there's oh. There are some red blocks in there, even though there's green and blue and yellow. <laughs> it's isolated. You're like, no, it's not. Isolated means take your socks out of the dryer, <laughs> not everything out of the dryer and put them in a hamper. We want the socks only. That's the only way you can tell if that particle is causing harm or all the poisonous shit in the the, the dish. I understand. Is that what's breaking down the tissue? <laughs> you know, that's the that's the whole argument on the isolation. I think on one of our 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 visits with uh, Mike Stone. He talked about they did this during the Spanish flu. They really tried to get people sick, right? And he, there's a paper on that. Have you you looked in that? And they Two do, of them, they yeah. There's do Dr. Rosenau in Boston uh, Medical. They did it. They tried it with hundreds of volunteers, had them hundreds of times rotating around for 15 minutes at a time, wow. talking close, breathing in each other's face, coughing on each other, then spitting and injecting that spit into their mouth, their up their nose and eyes with atomizers, and then injecting that spit into their blood, and then talking close, and then they tried fire contact, and oh maybe it's no, nobody got sick, and they also did it out at Goat Island in San Francisco. Doctor uh, G W McCoy, uh, the U.S. Army was running one at Goat Island Quarantine uh, Island at the same time, same kind of studies, but they only had fifty guys that time. Same shit, you know, same exact routine. Nobody got sick. Nobody got one. Wow. It's, not, it's never happened. And you can look at like Masha and Dasha, the Russian conjoined twins. They shared a circulatory system. They each had an arm and a leg, but they shared a whole circulatory system and torso. Masha would get colds. Dasha wouldn't. Dasha got the chicken box. Masha didn't. They One would get the flu. One wouldn't. They, you know what I mean? They were, one, it was crazy. Like You're like, how can these be contagious if two conjoined twins don't give them to each other? That's, Impossible. Yeah. Huh. It's impossible, you know. So, and there's just to me, yeah. That there's so much real world empirical evidence against contagion that it, the, to me the virology thing is pointless. The isolation, but we have to sh we have to take out their science. You know what I'm saying? That that's the point of this. Is and what I'm trying to do is show the public what this fight is about. I'm trying to show this paper in a way the public can understand what our argument is technically scientifically because the public doesn't get it they're like what do you, I, I i know you're fighting about isolation but what i don't know i don't know what's yeah, you know? oh, so good for to you. me I'm, that's yeah. why i'm trying to make a public version and not everyone's going to sit down and read a dry virology paper like that paper is a hard read <laughs> you've tried some of it <laughs> it's not well, easy to read that i'm just hearing i think that uh, the three-parter that you have coming out will be a, a valuable source when we start writing the the movie the virus, which we're going to do. We have all these people. Yeah. I hope you want to help too. And um, I think it's going to be kick ass. You know, we're going to, you know, I'm thinking Oliver Stone or, you know, somebody like that or Michael Mann to, to direct this. What do you think? Yeah, that would be great. Get yeah, What's his name? Jim Cameron, right? He's done. Yeah, he Jim Cameron. He can do one. Titanic and, uh, who's, who's the guy that just did the, the nuclear bomb thing? He's a hell of a director. What's his name? 
Um, you know, oh, yeah. Who did Oppenheimer? Uh, Oppenheimer? I don't know. I haven't seen you know, the movie. I mean, yeah, did I you see it? No, I haven't uh, seen yeah. it. No. No, uh, yeah. No. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, it's one of the big ones, too. I don't know who did it. But, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that would be great. You know, I think that would be – I'd love to help you out if you need any oh, back. would be fun. Uh, I think back that, information. Can you imagine you really you're, get – You're well-connected. Uh, could you <laughs> imagine, though, well getting a, uh, in, a, in the big theaters and, and presenting to people all of this information, they're eating their popcorn, walking out going – you know what? I don't think there's germs, Marge. <laughs> you know, that's what you want. You yeah, know? that's what you want, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hey, I, I got a. I've got about ten minutes left, Patrick. I've got folks coming around for dinner, and I'm cooking. So oh, I have no, to, no problem. I got it's, 10 I was more playing. minutes with you. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk to Dave Stetzer about these LED bulbs as soon as we let you go. Beautiful, yeah. And so what time is it there? You, you having a late dinner? Were you guys in Europe? You eat at dinner late, it, Yeah, right? it's, it's, 10, it's 10 to 7 now, so I'm, I have to have dinner ready at 7.30. What do you cook? What are you <laughs> it's cooking? It's going to take me half an hour to cook, but... <laughs> what are you cooking for him? We're going Texas. Texas, baby. Pulled pork with sweet baby Ray barbecue oh, and man. loaded mashed potatoes Jeez. and corn and broccoli, and yeah, it's going to be good. That's corn and gravy and bro- soul food. Soul food. So, Steve Falconer, a little personal thing, if you don't mind. So, do you see yourself staying there in Denmark, uh, you know, a year from now, five or ten? Who, do you see yourself staying there? Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, my plan is I'll leave Copenhagen as the shit hits the fan when the farm's ready, and then right. I'll, I'll go out to that island, yeah. So, that that's why we chose that island. It's a good one to be on, like, if, if the shit hits the fan right. scenario it's totally been self-supported for thousands of years it's fine everyone's got a good community very strong nice people uh you know they don't take all the bs they're they're normal people so um yeah that's my plan i'm gonna be out there yeah i'm I'm gonna be out on the farm (laughs) i'm not sure how long space busters will go you know who knows right it's just like a a project that i do so it's uh, you know i don't have long-term plans to keep space busters going or whatever i've pretty much said what i have to say on most things you know so maybe i'll pop up and make a film here and there but uh i see yeah this island is it a large island or a lot of people live out there Pretty big, yeah. I think the whole island's about thirty-five thousand. The population, something like that. Interesting. Yeah, huh. yeah. So it's big. It's 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 a very old one. It's Danish owned, but it's not near Denmark. It's in oh. between Sweden and uh, Poland and in uh, Russia. Do you collect rainwater? Do collect rainwater? Uh, we are going to actually. Yeah, we got the thing. For, we bought the we bought the giant container collector. But we got to clean it out inside. It's pretty scummy. Cool. <laughs> Then we need to make the filter and everything but yeah 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 we're all set you know we're going wind solar uh hydroelectric from the river across the street and then uh yeah we'll we'll do some rain and then we're building a rocket stove for the cooking we're doing rocket stoves yeah you'll probably have to get a special letter from president biden to authorize you can have a gas stove but you know i'm just saying <laughs> yeah well the rocket stoves are the stick ones you put in you know they yeah you, you feed the sticks in this way and then the, the draft pulls it through and heats it to twelve thousand degrees and then you put your grills and grates and then the whole stove heats up the house as well which is great it's called a rocket stove yeah check it yeah just anyone can go on go to youtube and type rocket stove rocket stove wow i want one they used to do it to burn tree you know what what you used to do when you would uh when you cut a tree down and then you have the stump and want to get rid of it mm-hmm you dig a hole in the middle of the stump and then you dig a hole in from the side and light that you, you put fuel in there and the air sucks it all through oh, cool. and burns the whole inside of the tree out 
so it's that it's it came from that but you build the stove obviously out of stone and brick so it doesn't burn so you know the draft comes through but you know you don't need to put it's not like a fireplace where you put all the wood in and it's all burning at the same time these you, you just download the sticks or the wood and it only burns the bottom but the draft makes the heat quadruple because it's sucking it Excellent. through and giving it so much oxygen and how hot does it get how hot does it get hot really hot. <laughs> yeah like you could do yeah, a steak and just sear it in about 10 seconds huh it's a furnace yeah it's like hot like a furnace yeah it's hot yeah go you just do a google a youtube for rocket, rocket stoves stove. they're fascinating well Mr. and you can do some image searches too like there's some you can make beautiful ones you know you can have a pizza oven in there if you want like a stone bake oven yeah. and then you can have a cooking rack and then you could eat you know it gets hot enough on the the shelves where you can you could put grates on there and then you could actually cook food like frying pans and stuff on the you know if you made a oh, stone that's cool. yeah yeah and then you can also like when you see a lot of these designs they'll keep it going so you got the stove and then they'll make like benches because the whole bricks keep heating up so they'll put cushions on the benches farther away from the stove and they're hot so you have like heated seating and stuff on there you know it's crazy and it heats the whole house up it's there's so much heat that just you know cooking one meal you heat your house for the day yeah yeah they're brilliant well, here's the final one i know you got to go but uh george wants to know so is steve concerned with this digital id which is going to be you need to get vaxxed to travel around how is he going to deal with that quickly uh, yeah uh they are going to try to do that there here in denmark there's always exemptions so even during the covids uh i just went in and said i'm exempt i don't need testing i don't need the covid pass i don't need any of that crap i can't and they said okay we're not allowed to ask you why is it on this list ah. and they just handed me a list of a thousand reasons and i just said yeah it's on that list <laughs> they just pointed me up an exemption ah. and i believe most countries have this it's against the law to make you do that so yeah. it's just nobody bothers. We did it with the, we did it, it with the mask. All you had to say was, "I did it everywhere. I have a medical condition that I can't wear a mask, and they're not allowed to ask you." Yeah, and that's it. And you you're in. That's right. Yeah, that's all you got. Same thing. Same, same with the test. But the passport's a different thing because we're already we already have chips in our passport, so we already have digital IDs, and we have this here in Denmark. They went over to this thing called uh, Meet ID. It's called here, which means my ID. Right. And it is this shit. Like, I can't get into my bank without it. You know, I try to log into my bank. Then it, it makes me open this freaking app on my phone. And and then and that verifies it's me. And now QR codes are popping up to get in, you know. So yeah. it's here already. But they're going to so, try to use know, it to keep you back to have, travel, right? A, you're you're going to have to deal with some of their bullshit. Yeah, I understand. That's the thing. If you want to travel. Yeah. You, there is some of their bullshit you're going to have to deal with. You're going to have to do that. Or you can just not travel and go, you know, hide out in your, your hideaway. Or, you know, you, yeah, you yeah. can drop out. But I think. Um, but you, you think like you're going to be able to do reason, it without, without getting the vax. You think you'd be able to maintain, do what you want. Of course. Okay. Yeah. It, it's illegal. They can no, no law can make you do that. It's if they Actually. cannot make you take a medical procedure, they can make you think they can make you take one, but when pressed enough, gotcha. and that's what your guest, your guest tomorrow will probably be talk talking about. about that. How do they equity and claim against someone who's wronging you like that? You can sue the person, not the, the human being. You can lay a claim against the human being, not the company yeah. and say, you, 
I want thirty you. million dollars from you for doing this to me, not your boss, you, the you. person. Yeah. I'm taking your swimming pool, your house, your car, your children's college funds, your wife's fucking jewelry. I'm taking all of it if you don't back off. And they back off. Back to third <laughs> section, real quick. One, you go. Okay, Steve, I'm going to let you go. <laughs> I know you got dinner coming. Guest, tell him I said hi. We'll see you. I love you, Steve. You're you're great. You're just really well, fun. do love you back, yeah. brother. Okay. My brother from another mother. My brother yeah, from another own. mother, Stephen Falconer. All right, check out Steve on Space Besters and look for that three-part series with Dr. Mark Bailey coming up. All right, kiddos. And don't forget our book, The Dukes of Dents. If you have children and want a cool children's story, this is the one. They're on Amazon. I think they're about 10 bucks. And it's a story of these. I don't know if you can see it. These, I can't see anything. These two dukes that own this town and they control everyone with a artificial intelligence computer and brain control them and control the schools and then the children sort of catch on to what they're doing and uh it's like a moral book you know it asks the children who's, who are reading it with their parents what would you do if you ran into these dukes i think it's going to make um, a so great it's a really uh, good book to make them think and, and see what's going on i think it's going to make a great animated movie someday i'll be talking to you about that someday would be great man you're welcome okay, too good. okay <laughs> but i've got to run anyway see pleasure you soon. to talk to you again pat and we'll do it again okay, sometime brother. soon thank you love you my thank brother you, from brother. another mother Have a- <laughs> Steve Falconer, what a trip, huh? Well, 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 well. So we are going to do a little break here. Give me about five minutes, and then we're going to talk to um, Dave Stetzer. And Dave uh, knows about these LED bulbs. We've talked to him a lot over the years, a long time. It's been a long time since we have talked to him. But uh, we're going to find out some of the good, the bad, and the ugly with these uh uh, this uh, ban on incandescent bulbs. And uh, so give me about five minutes. Stay right there on audio and video. Or if you're on uh, watching on BitChute, uh, please subscribe to our channel and hit that like button or whatever that little thing is so we notify you, subscribe whenever we put up a new show. So I love you all very much. Thanks to Steve. Thanks to you. And again, we deeply appreciate your support during our latest uh, our fun drive that we have. Really amazing. Thank you. Love you all. See you soon. Know the Source on One Radio Network.